Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Ay 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, Episode 92, Rangers Review, Power Rangers Ninja Steel, Episode 7 through 8, recorded on May 2nd, 2017. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Some Ranger Up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium, free, 30-day one-game-out trial, specifically for our listeners, at GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. Hey, Zach. Hey, Eric. How's it going? Man, I am exhausted from the weekend, but I'm ready to talk some Power Rangers. Even if it's Ninja Steel? (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, we do have <laughs> some exciting news in our news segment. First off, Saban's Power Rangers, the Blu-ray, has been announced for release on June 27th. Woo! So Lionsgate Action Pack title will officially be released June 13th on Digital HD and June 27th on 4K Blu-ray, regular Blu-ray, and DVD. This comes from Blu-ray.com and also Power Rangers Now. Today, they actually released the cover art for it, and it looks awesome. Yeah. I know the bonus features have yet to be announced, but I have two requests. One, I want a blooper reel. Yes. And, And two, I need a cast commentary. I would love both of those, but I also want all those deleted scenes. Yes, the deleted scenes also. Good point. Yeah. I really hope that they don't skimp out on the features for this because it would be so awesome to have everything related to this movie on on Blu-ray. It'd be great. Because it seems like that cast has so much chemistry. Mm -hmm. Getting the five of them together to record a Ranger commentary would be... Like icing on the cake for that movie. And if not, we can always record our own. (laughs) Oh, I'm absolutely sure we will. Yes. And then also, it's kind of been a slow news time, unfortunately. And I don't know if this is news or not, but Nightmare 10 of the Power Scoop, she found out that recently Saban Brands has registered some new trademarks for Beetleborgs and VR Troopers. This happened on April 19th. They registered the trademark for Beetleborgs and VR Troopers, specifically in the realm of live-action television series, pre-recorded DVDs, and random clothing apparel items. So I don't know if this is going to be some kind of crazy reboot situation, or maybe they're (laughs) planning some kind of anniversary thing or something for these. I saw somebody on Twitter say it's more than likely just reaffirming their copyright. That way it doesn't just get lost in the ether, and then somebody can come up and go, oh, for 25 bucks, I can own VR Troopers? Cool. (laughs) So it's always good to renew your trademarks, kids. Yeah, but who knows if anything would come of this. Honestly, I I would like to see something new with the property. I think that'd be pretty neat. Yeah, well, they already released all the 
DVDs for these through Shout Factory, but who knows? Maybe we could get something more. I don't know what more that they could do, but... Original series with all original footage. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Who would care? (laughs) I would. I would care. I would, actually, yeah. That'd be kind of neat. (laughs) So, it's been quite a few weeks since the hiatus actually happened, but a couple episodes ago, I realized that we never reviewed the last two episodes before the hiatus. (laughs) And for good reason, because they're horrible. (laughs) Well, it's starting to get back on track a little bit. Yeah, I'd say eight was serviceable. I wouldn't call it horrible. No, it, it wasn't horrible. I mean, it's always cool when we get a new ranger in the mix. Yeah. But let's start off with episode seven called Hack Attack. It features the first full appearance of the Gold Ranger. It also features the debut of the Astro Zord and the Astro Ninja Steel Megazord. So in this episode, Sarah is determined to be involved in as many after-school curricular activities as possible. And she builds this device that allows her to holographically clone herself. She bumps into Mick during school. She's carrying a ton of equipment for these meetings. Mick remarks that the rumors about Sarah are true and that she signed up for four school clubs. She replies that this will look good for a future college application. And then Mick questions how she'll be in four places at once since the club meetings all occur at the same time. And she says it's for me to know and for you to find out. So we get this montage of her kicking butt in all these clubs. She outruns Brody on track and field. She beats Preston in the chess club. She finishes a tent earlier than anyone else in Calvin and Haley's, I don't know, outdoor activities club. Camping club? <laughs> like, I've never heard of a club like that. That actually would have interested me in high school. But I think of camping club. Why didn't you join the boy or girl scouts? Pretty much, that's, yeah. That's pretty much what camping club is. But I think there was even a sign in the episode that said camping club. And I'm like, what the hell is that? (laughs) But yeah, they get to pitch tents in... I'm gonna I'm gonna just let that joke go and we're gonna continue on. <laughs> so uh she also beats Victor's record in archery club. But during Ranger training, which was cool, it was cool to see them all suited up again in their ninja outfits, which was nice. Mm-hmm. They're attacked by Kudabots and a new villain called Hack Track. Midway through the fight, Sarah vanishes leaving behind a small gray sphere that Hacktrack absorbs. Back at the base, she realizes that she needs to explain what's going on, and she reveals that she created a machine that can make holographic clones of herself, which allowed her to be in all those club activities. Hacktrack is able to upgrade her tech, and he creates eight huge clones of Galvanax, while the real one stays inside the Warrior Dome. And... I thought that was kind of cool, seeing a bunch of big Galvanax trying to destroy the city kind of thing. That, yeah, that pretty yeah. cool. But now Sarah's freaking out, and while the rangers go and try to battle all these Galvanax clones, she decides to use her four clones to find a way of getting the tech back. Her plan backfires because all the clones are acting crazy, 
I thought that was a hilarious scene. I really did. It was pretty funny, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. But Mick appears, and he's playing four instruments at the same time. Mick asks for help, but she says that she can't, and that he should only play one instrument at a time. So it dawns on her that Mick is teaching her a lesson. Yeah. And... Once again, I give it up to Kelson for being probably the best part of this show. (laughs) He was doing some good mentoring there, I think. She turns off all of the clones, and she's able to come up with a device, which then Hacktrack absorbs and starts damaging him. She revealed that the gizmo has a computer virus in it, which savers Galvanax's connection. All the clones are gone. The Rangers make quick work of Hacktrack with various modes of their element stars. However, the monster crowd loves Hacktrack, allowing him to be gigantified. The new Astro Zord comes up. We see Redbot and Mick in the base, and then all of a sudden the Ninja Nexus Prism starts acting up. They throw another star at it. We get another Zord completely out of the blue, but we do get the debut of the Astro Zord and the Astro Ninja Steel Megazord. And they fly to the moon and they kick his butt on the moon, (laughs) which I thought it was nice. I like when Rangers go to the moon because it reminds me of Mighty Morphin (laughs) Uh, and, you know, air on the moon and in space and all that stuff. Yeah. So I think it's a pretty cool looking mode. It's pretty sweet. I like the cockpit with the background. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. But to round out the episode, Sarah tells Principal Hastings that she's quitting the clubs and Monty breaks the archery record courtesy of Victor's newest scheme, which is a human crossbow. Mm -hmm. But then they get a call to go back to the base. Mick informs them that the Astro Zord has taken off by itself, targeting the Warrior Dome. And here we see the Zord blasting a hole in the side of the ship and freeing Madame Odious's mysterious prisoner from the past few episodes. Just as Ripcon shows up to see the damage, the stranger is morphed into the Gold Ranger. The Astro Zord lands, and they reveal that it is the Gold Ranger in his full kick-ass form. And then I thought it was kind of funny because Preston goes, a Gold Ranger? It's kind of a throwback to when Coda says, a Gold Ranger? In Dino Charge. (laughs) So to have the two brothers do that, I thought was a nice nod. Some errors and notes for this episode. Just like the previous episode, we hear the instrumental theme again from Dino Charge during the Megazord finisher sequence. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's sad. It really is. And then some other notes. When Hacktrack is knocked down by the Earth Element attack, he proclaims, I've fallen and I can't get up, which is the infamous line (laughs) for Life Alert commercials. (laughs) This is the second only appearance of Principal Hastings in seven episodes. And this is the first episode where we see the Rangers use the Element Star's Earth mode. As of this episode, Sarah is the only one of the team to have not used a Megamorph Cycle Star. And another interesting fact, like Dino Charge, Episode 7 of each series focuses on the Pink Rangers. What did you think of this episode, Zach? The bit with the clones was fun. I think that's a fun trope. I always like that. I think one really underrated comedy movie I really like is called Multiplicity. 
Oh, yeah. You ever seen that one? Yeah. Yeah, just the idea of, like, man, I don't have enough time to do all the things <laughs> I want to do, so I'm going to clone myself. And it always ends up working out horribly in some way. So it was fun to get that for this show. Mm-hmm. I like the Astro Zord. I love mm-hmm. space-themed stuff, so it's always fun to have an auxiliary Zord like that. But yeah, yeah, all in all, this episode was okay. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I like that they were slowly building on the arc that they set up with the Gold Ranger, which pays off definitely in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's cool that the Zords almost have a mind of their own. And that makes me think the Ninja Nexus prism is almost sentient. So for the Zords to almost have a mind of their own is pretty cool. When it debuted, the Astro Zord also has a warrior mode. And Preston was geeking out about that. He's like, wow, it's got a warrior mode. And then it does the thumbs up thing, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, uh, and I know that's all Ninja stuff, but it's still funny when that kind of stuff works its way into Power Rangers. But yeah, the Zord's pretty cool. I have the toy of it from Ninja. It's a pretty sweet Zord, and it's a cool-looking mode. I think that blue really complements the Zord. It was a fun episode to introduce the Astro Zord, but it doesn't make sense. It's like they're pulling Zords out of their butt, and it's like they don't even care to explain it. Yeah, there really wasn't a connecting thread there. It was just like, oh, okay, well, we're going to have this goofy thing happening with the clones, and then randomly have a space theme. Zord appear. If one of the clubs she had joined was Astronomy Club, right? Something as simple as that to just tie in with the space thing. Just like the Elephant Zord being random out of the blue. I wish they would at least tie it to the B story. And you're right, Sarah could have done her clone thing. And it would have made sense if someone as smart as her would be in an astronomy club. It's like a simple little thing that they could have done. And maybe instead of the chess club, standard, typical nerd trope, maybe Preston could have been part of the astronomy club. It's simple things like that where at least to make the Zords connect a little bit to what's going on. Because right now it's just completely out of the blue. And in the next episode, we'll get to that, but... It also features a super random vision. It makes no sense. Yeah. But overall, I think they're stepping in the right direction. I do like Sarah as a character. Her personality is a lot of fun. And I like that she's smart, inventive. She tried to solve a problem with technology. That's the modern age. That's what it's all about. Which, in a way, kind of negates when Brody was using his NinjaCom. And they were all coming down hard on him for that. She's trying to excel at four clubs with technology. So I feel a little bit they might be contradicting themselves with the lessons that they're trying to tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe just having them come down on him with the NinjaCom was just a bad move in general. But moving on, for you, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, Gamefly is offering a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get your free trial today, go to GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. Again, that's GameflyOffer.com slash ranger command ph for your free 30-day trial zach have you played anything recently that you could recommend to our listeners i picked up mario kart 8 deluxe for my uh, switch on friday i've been playing a little bit of that ton of fun been playing some overwatch on ps4 that's a ton of fun got back into playing legend of zelda last night because they finally patched in dual audio so now i can actually 
listen to the game in Japanese and watch or, and have it be English subtitled. That's very cool. Yeah, that's a feature that a lot of people wanted at launch, and Nintendo was like, well, we didn't think there was a demand for it. And all the fans were like, duh! <laughs> <laughs> that's because the Japanese voice acting in the game is leaps and bounds, in my opinion, above the American voice acting. Sure. Just because it's night and day, really, but... <laughs> Uh, so I, I was playing a little bit of that last night as well. There's, yeah, there's so many video games out right now that I have this backlog. Injustice 2 is coming out oh, uh, in two weeks. So Tuesday the 16th. I've got the special collector's edition of that ready to go. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah give me Injustice. I loved the first one. So <laughs> Yeah, the last month I've pretty much been playing Mass Effect Andromeda the whole time. That's been really my only go-to game. I did manage to beat the main story. At last count, I was 110 hours. And that's the thing. When I do a Mass Effect open world game or Dragon Age or any of these Bioware games, Uh I'm doing every single side quest, exploring every nook and cranny. I'm doing everything I can. You're like how I am with Bethesda games when I'm playing Skyrim or Fallout. I'm in there. I am entrenched in that world. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, you can check out all these great games and more at Gamefly. So go to GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. Hey, you get free 30 days. That's pretty cool. That's enough time to really dive deep into some of these games. So check it out. Next, we have Episode 8, Gold Rush. This episode features an appearance of the Lion Fire Zord. This episode also marks the first appearance of the Ninja Clone Star, as well as the first full appearance of the Gold Ninja Steel Rangers civilian form. So, both the Power Rangers and Galvanex attempt to find more information about the mysterious Gold Ranger. The episode starts with the Gold Ranger fighting a monster and defeating him. The other Rangers show up just as he leaves... And they say that, oh no, we missed the Gold Ranger again. Galvanax is super pissed off. And he said, oh, it's been weeks and you haven't captured the Gold Ranger, Madame Odious. So we already get this huge time jump, Mm -hmm. which I feel could have been worked into some episodes before this. It's just like they jumped ahead of time and there's stuff that we could have seen. We could have seen him battling more. We could have seen him do more things. I feel like they did something similar when Megaforce Silver came on. He showed up and he was doing some things first and then they were trying to catch up to him. Remember that? I think you're right, yeah. It was, it was like a similar situation, like where he was fighting on his own for a little bit, but it was all contained within one episode. Weeks go by. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that. Maybe add some more mystery to the Gold Ranger. Maybe have him show up in the background or destroy a monster, and the Rangers are like, whoa, what happened to the monster? Just yeah. maybe give a little bit more mystery. But the next scene, the Rangers are standing in line to meet Levi Weston, a country music singer. And if you can't tell where this is going, there's something <laughs> wrong with you. <laughs> um, Spoilers, the sky is blue. <laughs> yeah. All the Rangers except Brody are very excited to meet Levi. Yeah, because all of a sudden, all of them are country music stars. It's like they're they're Billy from the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden they love country western music. <laughs> Uh, Brody wonders why everyone is crazy about him, but Haley says that she would do anything to win the backstage passes, and Sarah agrees. 
Victor Monty mock a girl who claims to be Levi's greatest fan, which you guys are horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ripcon suddenly appears and attacks Levi, but Brody rescues him and takes him to safety. The Rangers accept Brody morph and fight Ripcon. Levi asks Brody to be his bodyguard. At first, Brody denies, but later says he would do it in two conditions. First, give backstage passes for all of his friends to his next concert. And second, he's not going to follow all of Levi's silly rules. Levi agrees. Meanwhile, Ripcon bumps into Tom, Levi's manager, and finds the gold power star in his briefcase. The Rangers attack Ripcon, and Tom escapes. Redbot informs Brody that the Rangers are now fighting on the beach. They battle Ripcon some more, and suddenly Madame Odious appears, and then they both vanish. The Kudabots kidnap Tom, suspecting him to be the Gold Ranger. They take him to a warehouse, but in the meantime, Brody befriends Levi and apologizes for mistaking him for another crazy celebrity. Mm -hmm. So, Calvin calls Brody... Brody leaves, but Levi chases after him, realizing that he forgot to give him the backstage passes. And there was a scene there where they're, like, chomping on some burgers, and Levi gives Brody's burger to a kid, because there's this mom and her car's stranded. Call AAA, lady. (laughs) Or whatever the New Zealand equivalent is. Yeah. So Ripcon finds the Gold Ninja Power Star and asks Tom about the traitor. Tom has no idea what he's talking about. The Rangers appear, morph into action. They ask Tom to morph, but he runs away. Then Levi enters the warehouse. He picks up the Gold Ninja Star and morphs into the Gold Ranger, much to everyone's astonishment except everyone in the audience. Yeah. They battle Ripcon and he flees. As the Warrior Dome audience is displeased with Ripcon's failure, Cosmo Royale unleashes a skull gator the rangers fight the skull gator in the ninja steel megazord then levi enters the base they introduce him to mick mick gives him two power stars then levi tells him all about his story about how he got the gold power star as the nexus prism arrived and then later he was kidnapped by madame odious until the astrozord rescued him in the Warrior Dome, Odious accuses Ripcon to be the traitor. As Levi is about to announce the results of his greatest fan, Victor arrives in his costume, which is a big fan costume. But Levi announces the little girl Mary as the winner because she has a much better version of the costume. Victor again mocks the girl, but she switches on his fan and he flies away. But that's impossible. <laughs> Looks like Team Rocket's <laughs> blasting off again. And they've done that like three times now with yeah. these guys. From now on, Victor and Monty are just Team Rocket. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So a couple like little errors here. Despite the editing of the Ninja Red Ninja Shuriken, the Kaku Ranger symbol was not edited out of the Megazord battle. Also, the Ninja Storm symbol appeared when Robo Red leaped out of the Megazord due to the use of the Hurricane Red Ninshuriken in Ninja. So we had two edits of Rangers that we're probably not going to get <laughs> this season. <Yeah. laughs> Levi actually had his Zord Star on his belt, despite not having it until the end of the episode. And despite having one of his horns being cut off, Ripcon retains both horns when using the double sword Doomstrike against Levi. This is mostly because there exists no Sentai footage of his counterpart using the attack with only one horn. And then, once again... 
the instrumental theme from Dino Charge is heard during the Make Zord finisher <laughs> sequence. This um, also marks the first time a ranger other than Brody uses the Ninja Master Blade. So it was cool to see the Gold Ranger rocking the Chainsaw Blade. Mm-hmm. And then this episode name is an homage to the Gold Zeta Ranger's finisher where he shouts, it's time for a gold rush. But this Gold Ranger is nowhere near as epic. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of this episode, Zach? I enjoyed seeing the Gold Ranger kick some butt. <sighs> this show just, <laughs> I hope it picks up from here. I really do. I hope when we come back from the hiatus, stuff starts getting better because it needs to. Desperately. The bit with the burgers, that I think was a little inside jab to the fans. Of course it was. Because of uh, the burger morpher that we'll yeah, never get. <laughs> that we'll never get. But yeah, if some of the rumors we've been hearing are true about Super Steel, yeah. then my initial prediction of the series as a whole might be correct in that Ninja Steel itself might be kind of crap, but Ninja Super Steel might be awesome. So, which is the reverse of Dino Charge? Which is the like reverse of Dino before. Charge? Exactly. Yeah. Here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I like Levi. I think he's a, a cool character. That accent slips way too much to be any type of consistent, but at least they're trying. I like that he's a country music star. I think that's. A little bit different than what we're used to for seeing for a ranger. They make it work with the craziness of what they gave us in the ninja. You know, we had a cowboy ninja, but now we just have a country music singer. And I think it works. And come on, as soon as you saw that they were meeting this guy, it's like, okay, we've got a cowboy ranger coming up. Come on. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always liked the design of the Gold Ranger, as crazy as it is. The Ninja Steel Gold Ranger, I think it's it's pretty slick costume. I like the episode overall. It, it was all right. Kind of in that middle ground of Sixth Ranger appearance episodes. It's nothing crazy. And I think that kind of ruined it, like what we talked about for the last episode, where it was just like, oh man, we've been missing this guy for weeks. And it's like, well, show us, don't tell us, you know? Yeah, yeah. But overall, it was good. Again, my biggest gripe is the Ninja Nexus Prism, because there was a scene where it wasn't even related to anything. It was just starting to react, and Mick and Redbot are in there, and they're like, ooh, what, what could this be? And it was, you know, the Lion Fire Zord, and it's like, Oh, that's from the Lion Galaxy. Like, Lion Galaxy? Kiruja Galaxy? Power Rangers has too many galaxies. Can we keep it within our own galaxy? Uh, at least it could have said, like, oh, it's from the Leo constellation, and maybe tie it into the Q-Ranger adaptation that's coming yeah. in two years. It was just so out of the blue. Surprisingly, for a Zord, that's not supposed to happen until much later in the series, right? Wasn't that one of the final... <sighs> Big Megazords in Ninja? I want to say he came before the second Megazord. Oh, okay. Because they did the whole Lion Ha'o thing around episode 25-ish, somewhere in there. I could be entirely wrong. I haven't watched Ninja since it was debuting. But then after the fact, that's when the Ninjas all said, well, let's make our own Zords. And then that's how they came up with the second Megazord, which uh, the name yeah. escapes me. But I think they are going to 
maybe debut the Lion Fire Zord towards the end of this season because I think so. the toy is coming out this winter. Yeah. Be on the lookout for that. It looks like a cool toy anyways. But overall, I think Ninja Steel's picking up a little bit. But when I say a little, I do mean very little. Uh, yeah. The, the Victor and Monty stuff still annoyed the heck out of me. I'm not really excited for new episodes. It's going to be a very long hiatus, but we'll be here to talk about everything and anything Power Rangers. Yep. <laughs> well, speaking of the hiatus, for our Ranger Nation answers, we asked... What are you watching during the Power Rangers Ninja Steel hiatus? Zach, what's in your queue right now? Oh, there's so much in my queue. Flash until that's over here at the end of May. I've been watching a lot of Netflix. Mm-hmm. I've been watching the Mystery Science Theater 3000 season. This- I did watch the first episode. I I thought it was decent. I know you said it doesn't pick up till the sixth one, but yeah, it's all they right. Were, it's very entertaining. They take their first few episodes to sort of stumble into the right pacing and everything like that. But yeah, it's enjoyable. Gosh, just playing a lot of video games. <laughs> like <laughs> My life is basically video games at this point because not only did I just get Mario Kart, like I had mentioned, Injustice 2 is coming out this month. Next month is ARMS for the Switch, which I'm thinking about getting. Destiny 2 is coming out in September, which is going to be a huge, huge, huge time sink for me. Also, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. I managed to secure the big collector's edition for that, the one that comes with the replica Infinity Stones. Ooh, nice. And so, yeah, I I went into GameStop and I asked the clerk behind the counter, I said, do you guys still take pre-orders for the huge collector's edition? And she was like, the $200 one? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, let me check. Yes, we do. And I was like, cool. Put me down for one thinking I could, you know, put down the minimum like $10 and then have until yeah. August to, to pay it off. And she goes, okay, it's going to be $50. And I went, oh, geez. Okay, <laughs> sure. Take 50 bucks out of my wallet. It's fine. <laughs> Wait, what uh, game is that for? So it's Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. It's the oh, latest man. Marvel vs. Capcom fighting game. It's awesome. The collector's edition comes with four statues as well Holy as the, a prop replica Infinity Stone set that they each light up. They have LEDs inside of them. Wow. I justified it as if you buy the deluxe edition of the video game, which is just the video game and all of the digital content that's going to be coming out for it, that was $90. So that's about half. I can justify spending $100 on the game and then another $100 on the Infinity Stone light-up set, which is awesome. I'm looking at a picture of it now. It's got Captain Marvel, Iron Man, and then Mega Man X or Mega Man 10. Yeah, and Chun-Li. And, Chun-Li. and yeah. those Infinity Stones look pretty sick. It's insanely awesome. When I saw that picture, I was like, I know I'm going to have to get this. It's probably going to be like, I thought 300 because I, I expected those statues to be a lot more. Yeah. But then they're like, yeah, no, it's $200. And I was like, okay, done. I'm buying that. Because <laughs> you know what? You get four statues and the Infinity Stones. That's a pretty decent deal. Yeah. You know, the video game. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think they're taking pre-orders for it anymore. Yeah, I went last weekend, and I just happened to luck out. But yeah, I've got a lot of video games that kind of occupy my time in in the hiatus. And then we have, of course, as it was announced in the news section of the show, the movie will be coming out on Blu-ray and DVD here at the end of June. So, Oh, yeah. 
Right now, what I'm watching, I'm watching season two of uh, The Man in the High Castle, which is an Amazon series. I just binged another Amazon series, Catastrophe Season 3, which features one of Carrie Fisher's last roles. Also, I'll need to catch up on some of the seasons I've missed previously for the DC stuff. I am being consistent with Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping track with that because that's a fantastic show. It's really good. And then I still have to finish like Luke Cage and Iron Fist before the Defenders come out. So I've got a lot to watch. Yeah. But let's hear what our listeners are going to be watching during the Power Rangers Ninja Steel hiatus. On Twitter, Sean, at Snarky Sean, said, My list would be too long since I watch a lot of TV and movies for classes. But let's just say everything to be on the safe side. (laughs) Uh, Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam said, Have started O-Ranger and will take on Car Ranger after that. Also, at least a dozen more rewatches of Power Rangers once it hits Blu-ray. Hell yeah. Victory Road Pokemon Podcast at Victory Road Pod said, We'll be watching the Pokemon Sun and Moon anime. Daniel Shivone at Shadow the Pika says, Tackling this backlog, also Car Ranger. And he attached a picture of like a stack of Blu-rays. <laughs> about two feet high. So, Jeez. <laughs> uh, Vince Ariola at Bryce Packard said, I made it to episode four of Ninja Steel. I stopped after that spider episode. The saddest sounding morph gave me kidney stones. I'm really <laughs> trying to watch. He's also will be watching Winona Earp, which I started. Yes. I, I watched the first episode. It was good. I'm going on to the second pretty soon. Oh, it, it gets so much better. It's so yeah, good. I hope it does. 13 Reasons Why, I, Zombie, Common Rider, X-Aid, Q-Ranger, plenty for now, smiley face. RJ versus Toku and Guns at Anime Redneck 96 says, Watching my teammates not get on the payload in Overwatch. And then Reggie at True K-R-O-O-O responded to him and said, Watching our Symmetria make turrets inside the spawn and not leave it during a competitive match. Symmetria, put your turrets on the payload. It helps. (laughs) Jeez. Gary at GBakes93 said, Seiju Sentai Gingaman, The League, Future Card Buddy Fight X, and Supernatural and The Flash. Bat Ranger at Wonderbat X5 says, I'm rewatching old seasons of Power Rangers along with the CWDC shows and Gotham and Once Upon a Time. Sebukin Ranger said, Finish Big Bad Beetleborgs, started Metallics, finding it ten times better than Big Bad. Shadowborg Saga was the only good thing, honestly. I remember the Shadowborg saga being really good. It was it was pretty good. I, I should go back and watch it sometime. Genuine yeah. at Minimoon132002 says, I am watching Dino Force Brave, a.k.a. Kyoryuger Brave. I saw that TV Nihon has the subs for that. I've been debating downloading them to watch it. Yeah, I, I should probably start watching that. But I'm afraid if I watch it, I'll be like, oh, those toys I really need to get now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't do that right now. Long's Toys at Long 83 said, Keeping up with Q-Ranger, X-Aid, Amazon Season 2, and Q-Ranger Brave, as well as re-watching Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Master Jez at Mighty Jez says, Keeping up with Q-Ranger, Kamen Rider X-Aid, and Q-Ranger Brave. Plenty of quality toku still on TV. Edward Kelly style at Edward is the Man says, 
I highly recommend watching the Voltron Legacy Defender on Netflix. It is a really good show. I have to agree with him. I started season two recently. Or no, I'm no, I'm still in season one. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> but it's really good. It is yeah, really good. I've, I've heard good things. Hassan Ahmed at Hassan Ahmed 120 says, Watched Iron Fist and now 13 Reasons Why. Also watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has been amazing. It has. It is really excellent. Tommy Brevard Jr. at Kid Flash DBN said, Q-Ranger, Common Rider X-Aid, and Dino Force Brave when I can. Solomon D. at Sallyman underscore D says, I'm mainly watching anthology series like Twilight Zone, American Horror Story, and Dimension 404. I saw the trailer for Dimension 404, and it looks interesting, so I might have to add that to my list. Is it more like Twilight Zone or more like Outer Limits? Because like, if it's like Twilight Zone, I definitely want to check that out. I love those it's, kinds of... It's more like a, like a technological modern Twilight Zone. Oh, that sounds neat. You should also watch Black Mirror. I've heard Black Mirror is really good. It is really good. So I would also watch that for your Twilight Zone-y type experience. Matt at Dark Ranger 99 said, O-Ranger, Kamen Rider X-Aid, and Amazon's Q-Ranger, and re-watching Garo Goldstorm. I have to majorly catch up with Garo. <laughs> I am many seasons behind on that. As am I. Like I think I watched bits of the first season, and then I watched the one that the actor for Gokai Silver was yep. in. Which I don't know which that season was. But yeah, Garo is a pretty cool supernatural toku, and I should really watch it more. Uh, moving over to Instagram, Hyperdrive Picks says, Finishing up Jungle Fury... Once I watch Samurai after that, I'll have seen every Power Rangers episode. That is a task in itself. <laughs> yes, it is. Panic Jr. Crest said, Lots of VR troopers for no particular reason, MST3K sequel, and Riverdale, which more people need to watch. I've heard that they're possibly setting up for, like, next season to bring in Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. What? Yeah, because she's part of the Archie universe. Right, right, right. So, like, they're setting up that her town is across the river from Riverdale, and it's more mm. magical and supernatural over there. Interesting. Uh, Jimmy McKnight Official says, Common Rider X-Aid. Nando underscore Blue Zero said, Finishing catching up on the Garo spinoff Zero Dragon Blood and Dragon Ball Super and Attack on Titan Season 2. Which I'm also watching. My God, what a fantastic anime that is. <laughs> I, I think I watched the first episode of the first series of Attack on Titan, and I just remember thinking, what the absolute hell is going on? <laughs> uh, give it like five episodes, and you'll be like, holy crap, I need to watch everything. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, moving over to Facebook, Mary Jo Krabus says, currently watching Kamen Rider Agito, and as soon as I finish that, I'll be returning to finishing watching Live Man, now that I've found the rest of it. Noah Bowden said, for me right now, I'm watching Kamen Rider X-Aid, Q-Ranger, and Beast King Go Lion, which is Voltron. <laughs> yeah, Voltron. But, you know, in the original Japanese. Yes, yes. And then finally, we have a question from Ranger Nation. You can always ask us questions at ask.fm slash rangercommandph or just on any of our social media channels. But an anonymous person asked us, what are your top three tips 
that you would give newbie toy collectors based on your experience in collecting. Zach, do you have any tips for collectors? I think you really succinctly put it down here in the show notes. Then I will yeah, commence with that. you go ahead and tackle it, man. Okay, so an example I'm going to give is when I started collecting either the Ranger Keys or the Lock Seeds from Common Rider Gaim. So first, focus your collection on what you want to achieve to collect. Just have a goal. Say, okay, I want to get every single Ranger key out there, or I want to get every lock seed ever. Then focus, because if you try to collect too many things at once, you'll spread yourself thin, and it becomes more difficult to collect the main thing that you want to collect. So my first tip would be to focus your collection. Second of all is to have a budget and stick to it. You don't want to overspend because, again, that leaves you out of it for collecting more in the future. Have a budget, save up, and that helps focus your collection because if you focus your collection, you can make your own checklist or use other people's checklists. At that point, it's just finding what you want to buy from that checklist, buying it, checking it off, and you still have money left over for other things. Finally, I would say, before you buy anything, research. Research for the best prices. Research for the best people that are selling that item. Research where you might be able to find it at all, if you can either find it or if it's so rare that you might not be able to. And definitely research and look up seller's reputation. It doesn't take long to look at someone's eBay history and see whether or not they're junk. Or go on one of the Facebook Ranger Collector Facebooks or, or Ranger Board or Ranger Crew or Toku Nation just go where other collectors are and ask them for advice because they can say, oh yeah, but don't buy from this jerk or this guy screwed me over on a particular purchase. Definitely research before you buy. I know when I was collecting lock seeds, there were some that were more readily available on eBay, but because you're not importing it, those sellers really jank up the prices. So I was able to find some good deals on like Japanese auction sites. And you can use things like Shopping Mall Japan or Mandarake to really save some money on collectibles or find things that eBay sellers may not have. So really, my big three things are focus your collection, stick to your budget, and always do your research. Even as a newbie toy collector, if you do your homework, I think you can have a pretty good collection as long as you focus. Yeah, that's the same thought process I have whenever I start a collection is, okay, I'm going to only collect this part of that collection. So, for example, with Kamen Rider Drive, mm-hmm. I bought the main belt, and I almost own all of the main shift cars that Shinosuke uses during the course of the show. And that's it. I'm not buying the mock belt. I'm not buying the gold drive belt. I'm not buying the chase brake gunner. I'm just focused on stuff that Common Rider Drive himself used. And stuff that's canon in the show. That was another thing, because I know there's always a special whatevers that they never actually use in the show. So yeah. that's a good example of you focusing in really particular on one 
writer. And I think that's what people should really do. Unless you're one of those collectors who collects everything, like me. Um, (laughs) But but no, like with Gaim, I said, you know what, I'm going to get every Loxseed. And I just happened to get a few things that were related to the Loxseeds. So, anywho, for all those collectors out there, go forth and collect and spend money. Your wallet will hate you, but you'll be happy in the end, I think. (laughs) So, we'll leave it here. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com, or you can check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at Ranger Command PH. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Ranger Command Power Hour. All one word. Give us a shout out on the forums that we're on. Hit us up on social media anytime to ask us a question. And until the next episode, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye! Ranger up! You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH and like us on Facebook.com slash RangerCommandPowerHour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. Hey everybody, Eric here to tell you about a special promotion my charity Comicare is running. We are up for a challenge and we need your support. At Comicare, we spend all year traveling to hospitals and collecting smiles from children and their families and leave comic books behind to keep the smiles going. Well, now we want to see your smiles, and we want to post them on our pages, too. This July 20th through 23rd, we will bring Arizona Tony Stark to the San Diego International Comic Con and take on one of our biggest challenges yet. We will have four days to collect as many pictures as we can of smiling supporters with Tony. How many can we collect? A hundred? Three hundred? Five hundred? We'll run for the 1,000 mark, but you never know. Will you pledge a couple of pennies for each photo we collect? Just think, if you pledge just two cents per picture and we collect a hundred photos, your donation will be two dollars. If we collect a thousand, twenty dollars. Either way, a small price to pay to be part of our continuing mission. We appreciate all your support in the past and we know you will enjoy being a part of this adventure. So please visit comicare.org slash 1000smiles. That's C-O-M-I-C-A-R-E dot org slash 1000smiles. Visit our page, click that pledge button, and throw us a couple of cents per smile. You're free to put a cap on your donation so it doesn't get out of hand just in case Tony gets crazy and gets 10,000 smiles. You don't have to worry about getting nuts. Just visit our page at comicare.org slash 1000smiles and make your pledge today.